I want interaction with our, our kids today. Now, the message I'm preaching is for all of us, but I want, I want this message to stick in the hearts of our kids. Because Jesus, in Matthew 24 and in Luke, 11, uh, tw- Luke 21, he's asked a question about the end of the age and what would be the signs of the time. And one of the signs that Jesus declares as being a sign of the end of the age is pestilence, plagues, pandemics. And so, guess what? The COVID-19 pandemic is not the last one we'll probably see. And so I want our kids to understand when these things come against them that they are not to to be afraid, not to be fearful. Jesus knew it was going to come, and he is right there with them, and he has declared himself to be their personal physician or personal doctor. Amen? So I want you kids to say, say this with me. I was like, Say, Jesus is my personal doctor. You can say it louder than that. Say it again. Jesus is my personal doctor. Amen? When I was a little boy and I got sick, I grew up in my grandfather's house. And when I got sick, the first thing my mom did was not to run to the medicine cabinet or to call the doctor. The first thing my mom did, she would call my granddad and he would come in and she would come in and they would pray over me that Jesus would come and touch me and bring healing to my body. I've never forgotten that. Throughout my life, whenever I've encountered sickness or disease, I knew I had a personal doctor named Jesus. And I want our kids to understand that as well. As they grow, they face other plagues in our world today. That they have a personal doctor named Jesus that loves them unconditionally. Amen? I want you to turn to Mark chapter 4. I want to read a story about a leper. Kids, does any of you kids know what a leper is? Yes, sir. What is a leper? A type of cat? Well, that's right. It is. Awesome. (laughs) That's not the leper that I'm talking about this morning, but that was right on. After church, remind me and I'll get you a piece of candy. A leper was someone who was sick. They had a sickness that was, it was as horrible as any sickness that you could imagine because it attacked their flesh. It was so horrible that they didn't want to be seen. Normally the, the, the lepers, could, they couldn't live in their families, with their families and friends. They couldn't. They couldn't experience a hug from their mom or their dad. They were outcast. And if they did go out from the cave they lived in or the the place where they lived, they would 
they would wrap themselves up because they didn't want anyone to see them because of the disease that was on their skin. So it was a horrible life. And Jesus encounters in John chapter 4, I want you to look at verse 40. 40, verse 40 in chapter 4 of Mark, excuse me, Mark. And I want us to look because Jesus heals a leper. It says, now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. Everybody say, moved with compassion. What does that mean? It means Jesus loves you. So next time I say something about Jesus was moved with compassion, I want all the kids to say, Jesus loves me. <laughs> That's why he, he healed. That's why he was worried about these lepers. He was concerned about them. He cared that they were sick. Look at verse 41. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him. And said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and, and, and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city but was outside in desert places and they came to him from every direction. Now there's a question I want to ask all of us today. If we ask ourselves, is God able to heal? I don't think any of us would say no. He's God. He can, he can do anything he wants. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He can do anything he, can, he wants to. And then you say, well, will God still heal today? And most of us would say, yeah, God can still heal today. But if you ask, will God heal you today, the question is, is kind of different, isn't it? Well, I know God can, but maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he wants to teach me a lesson. Have you ever learned anything when you were sick? The last three weeks, I, Melinda and I were sick and we, we learned a lesson. We don't want to be sick. But if you've ever wondered, I want the, the question to be settled in your heart today. Look again at verse 41. Mark chapter 1, excuse me. You can tell I'm still sick. Mark chapter 1, verse 41. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him. Now, this just isn't the normal word for touch, okay? When we think of touching someone, we think, well, maybe Jesus came over and Rachel's a leper and Jesus, Jesus just kind of 
came over and touched her on the shoulder and said, be clean. But that's not the word here that's used in the Greek. And it's powerful and we need to understand that. It's not a simple touch. Stand up. It's not a simple touch. It's an embrace. It's an embrace. And there's a big difference. Amen? Now, it was wrong. It was, it was unclean. In fact, the lepers had to cry out when they went through town. If they were going someplace and away from where the leper colony stayed, they had to cry out, unclean, unclean, to warn everybody so that no one would touch them, so that the, the leprosy didn't spread. But church, I want you to hear this. Jesus never rejects you no matter what you're going through. Amen? Kids, Jesus loves you and He will never reject you. Even when man says, you've got to say unclean, we don't want to touch you, we don't want to be around you. What did Jesus do? He didn't come and give, her a, uh, give the leper a simple touch. He came and embraced the leper. Jesus will never reject you. He will always come with arms wide open, ready to embrace you no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard or how difficult. Aren't you thankful for that, church? That's the Jesus that we serve. That's the Jesus that we have given our hearts and our lives to. He loves us. Now, the Bible teaches us that we're a triune being. In other words, we're composed of three basic things. The Bible says that we're spirit, we're soul, and we're body. And I want to ask you a question. Do you think Jesus cares about your spirit? Yes. Amen. Our spirit is eternal. It's our God consciousness. We will always exist. It's the essence of who we are. Does he care about our soul? Yes, that's our mind, our will, our emotions. But the third thing, does he care about our body? Yes, he does. He cares about all that we are, whether it's our mind, our will, our emotions, our spirit, our body. He cares about all of us. And what we need to understand in the Bible is that the Bible uses the word saved. It's the word salvation. It's the word that means that we are made right with God because all of us have fallen short. All of us have sinned. We've all, has anybody here never done anything wrong? I don't see anybody raising their hand. Pastor Will just kind of went like that. We need to talk after church, Pastor Will. In the Bible, the Greek word is sozo. Everybody say sozo. 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 That's your Greek word for the day. And it means saved. But listen to this. This is what it means. It means deliver, to deliver, to save. Or listen to this. To make whole. Did you hear that? That same Greek word means to make us whole. And not just spirit and soul, but body as well. 
Now, I was also taught as a little boy, there are three ways that Jesus heals. Any of the kids, tell me how Jesus heals today. Anybody? The, the, the leper young man, he's on the ball. How does Jesus heal today? He touches our heart. He touches our heart. That's right. How, how else? How else does Jesus heal today? There's Solomon. Solomon, how's Jesus healed? He's healed by his power. By his power? That's right. That's right. That's good. Good. <laughs> Threw his brother under the bus. No. I want to give you three ways that Jesus still heals today. Everybody say naturally. Jesus heals us naturally. How many have ever cut your finger? Did you bleed to death? No, what happened? You, you came in and said, Mom, I cut myself, and there's blood there. What does she do? She cleans the wound, and then she puts a Band-Aid over it. And guess what? In a few days, in just a few days, guess what? That, that cut is healed back together, and you can't even see where it was hardly. Right? Church, we need to realize that the God who created us he created within us the ability for these bodies to heal themselves. That comes from God. God created that healing part of our, our being. Amen? Aren't you thankful for that? How else does God heal today? He heals through doctors and nurses. As Christians, we don't ridicule or condemn or come against doctors and nurses. I thank God for doctors and nurses. They're a gift from him. Amen? We, we have doctors and nurses, and God gives them ability to, to learn, to understand the body, and to aid the healing that God naturally put within us. Amen? So doctors, they can't heal us on their own but they help the body, they aid the body to, to heal itself. So we have natural healing, we have medical healing, and there's one other way I want you kids to remember. Everybody say, miracle healing. God not only put natural healing in our bodies, he's not only given us doctors and nurses and all the med medical field that we have, and I'm thankful for that. But third, God is a healer. He has declared that in his word. It is his nature, his essence. It's who he is. And there are times when we pray, and guess what? Jesus answers that prayer and brings miraculous healing to our bodies. I've seen it time and time again. Years ago, I, I was in a hospital room and there were there were 13 different cancer specialists that told a friend of mine he was dying his his skin had turned yellow his eyes had turned yellow they said we're we're positive you have cancer it's just we don't know the extent of it we're going to put you under we're going to open you up and if if we can we're going to try to remove the, any cancer but if it's eating you up then we're just going to sew you back together well we prayed and we believe Jesus. 
And guess what happened? It worked. You are on the ball, buddy. I came in and, and I looked at the clock and I knew there hadn't been much time that had gone by. And I thought, the first thought I thought, oh no, they, they just sewed him up. But in a minute, the doctor came in and the doctor had this huge smile on his face. And the doctor looked at him and said, I can't understand it. It doesn't make sense. We opened you up. We couldn't find any cancer in your body whatsoever. I've shared many other testimonies. I've shared uh, testimonies where, like Mitch, when his hand was crushed and we didn't think he'd ever be able to play any instruments. I've had personal healings. And this, this past couple of weeks when we were at home and we wanted to be in church so bad and we were, we were weak, but I am thankful that Jesus was still our healer, that he still saw us through, he brought us through to victory, and I am thankful Jesus is still your healer today. Amen. Amen. I don't know what our kids are going to face, but I know that they need to understand that Jesus is their healer. I want to ask you kids, why do you think Jesus heals? You forgot, okay. I want you to think about this, kids. Solomon, why does Jesus? Oh, yeah. I'm going to read you just a few quick verses about Jesus and listen to what it says in each one of them. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, it says, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 34, So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. There was compassion again. In Luke chapter 7, When the Lord saw her, this is a lady that lost her son, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And, she, and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. That was a miracle from Jesus. What was the common denominator? Each, each one. He was moved with compassion. Church, how many of you have had a, had a family member, wife or a husband or a child or someone who was very sick and you were just frustrated? I remember when, when Mitch's hand was crushed and I was sitting there in the waiting room and the doctor came in and sat down beside me and I was just, had my head in my hands and tears in my eyes and he looked at me and he said, what, what's wrong? And I said, I could, have, I could have avoided this. He didn't have to go through this. This is my fault. And I would have done anything at that moment to take his place. Have you ever been there? That's the heart of Jesus for us. Amen? That's his heart for us. He loves us. He has compassion for us. Now, how many of you 
Have ever thought or heard somebody say, well, Jesus healed when he walked on the earth, but I don't know that he heals anymore. Have you heard that? I want to I tell you that's not what the Bible says. That's not what Scripture says. That's not what Jesus said. And you need to always remember when, when the, in uh, Mark chapter 1, when we looked at, at verse uh, 40 and we looked down in 41, when he asked Jesus, he said in 40, if you are willing, you can make me clean. What did Jesus say to him? Jesus said, I am willing, be clean. Church, if you've ever wanted to know what Jesus thinks about you and your need for healing, he answered it right there. Now there are those that will say, well, what, we believe in dispensationalism. And, and that is a man-made thing. It is not a scriptural thing. It's a man's uh, ideology that thinks that God works with people throughout history in different er, different ways in different periods of time. In other words, they'll say, well, Jesus healed when he was here, but after that, he didn't heal any longer. Yes, he does. He still heals. In fact, I'm just going to go through some verses right quick. In Luke chapter 9, he calls the 12 disciples together and he says, it says he gave them power and authority over the, the enemy and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom and to heal the sick. In Luke chapter 10, then he sent out 70 other disciples. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go and healed the sick there and said to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Church, he, he still sends us to lay hands on the sick and he heals them. Amen. In Mark 16, verse 17, it said, all these Signs will follow those who believe in my name. I will cast out demons. I will speak with new tongues. I will take, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. In James chapter 5, that's the passage my granddad always would read. Verse 14, he would, he would read James chapter Five, where it said, call for the elders of the church, have them anoint them with oil and pray the prayer of faith and the Lord would raise them up. Church, we need to pray and teach our children James chapter five. Amen? And I'm not gonna go long with the kids in here today. I'm gonna close right now. Worship team, go ahead and come. There are others who'll say, well, Jesus didn't heal everyone. Have you ever heard that? So today it comes against their faith and they, they struggle and say, well, Jesus didn't heal everyone. I want to read you some verses. Listen to this. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. 
Then his fame went out throughout Syria. And they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And, all, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. I discovered something awesome this week in my studies about the Greek word that we translate all. The Greek word that we translate all into English, you know what it means in Greek? All. Is that awesome or what? <laughs> Jesus healed all kinds of sickness, all kinds of disease. He healed them all. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 6, it says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. In Luke chapter 17, verse 11, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then he entered a certain village there, met with 10 men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Now this is another group of lepers. And he said, and he lifted, they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, ha have mercy on us. So when, when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God, fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Church, one of the most important things when you receive something from the Lord is to be thankful and to give Him glory, to worship Him, to praise Him, give Him thanks. I want you to stand with me as we close today. I want to ask our prayer team if they'll come to the front of the auditorium and around the back of the auditorium. And we want to pray with whatever needs you have today. And I want to challenge you, moms and dads or aunts and uncles or friends. We need to teach our kids the truth of the gospel. We need to teach them that there is a personal doctor. His name is Jesus. Mom and dad, the first thing you do when the child says they're sick, you need to go to Jesus. And again, I'm not saying anything wrong with doctors or nurses. I thank God for them. But Jesus is the one that created the healing in our bodies naturally. He's the one that gives our doctors and the nurses the ability to learn and to comprehend and to aid the natural healing that's created within us. But there are also times 
when the doctors don't have the answer, when they've done all they can do, and we simply cry out just like the lepers, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus miraculously touches us and brings his healing to our bodies. Our kids are going to need that. They need to pass it down if the Lord tarries to their kids. In church you say, well, yeah, I know, that's just kind of simple. Aren't you thankful that the gospel's simple? Amen. Jesus loves you and he wants to heal you. (laughs) He loves you. And he wants to heal you. Spirit, soul, and body. Amen. Father, I just thank you for everyone who's here. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to speak to our kids. And I pray, Lord, that they would never forget that they have a personal doctor named Jesus that loves them, that cares for them, that's always there for them. And Lord, that we do too. And Lord, whatever our need is today, Lord, we bring our needs to you. And we ask you, Lord, to bring your healing touch. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.